0: And hi, I'm Catherine.
1: Welcome to Women Over 70 Aging Reimagined, our award-winning weekly podcast. Please visit womenover70.com and consider joining Aging Reimagined Circle, our sustaining membership fund, so we may continue to inspire women to age with curiosity, courage, and creativity. Members enjoy monthly programming and probing discussions, and we hope to see you there.
0: And today we have in our studio Dr. Noelle Nelson. Nelson. PhD. Well, she's a doctor. And, and Noelle is an internationally respected psychologist, trial consultant, author, podcaster, and relationship expert. She believes that we can accomplish great things, whether in business, at work, or at home, when we connect with the value in ourselves and in others. Noelle's experience comes from 30-plus years in the rigorous world of business litigation and from empowering countless individuals to be happier, healthier, and more successful at work, at home, and in relationships. Her popular monthly newsletter, A Note from Dr. Noelle Nelson, and her podcast, Up, Uplifting, Inspiring, Practical, provide the skills to use appreciation's powerful energy to improve our lives. Since 2016, Dr. Nelson has been posting stories about older people who are leading rewarding and fulfilling lives on Meet the Amazing's Facebook page. She is also a monthly contributor to 60andme.com and is a regular guest on the HitchedMag.com podcast, author of more than a dozen books, including The Longevity Secret, How to Live Happy, Healthy, and Vibrant. Into Your 70s, 80s, 90s, and Beyond, Noelle has appeared on national and international radio and television, been interviewed, quoted, or written about in dozens of publications, and has spoken on the subject of appreciation before audiences in the U.S., Canada, England, the Netherlands, and Australia. So, Noelle, welcome to Women Over 70 Aging Reimagined. It's a Thank pl- you so much. It's a pleasure to be here, Gail. Thank you. In addition to all of these accomplishments, you are a competitive ballroom dancer, a serious athlete, and you believe optimists thrive. So tell us about uh, this. this I, I'm too curious. I have to know right away about Meet the Amazing's Facebook page. Well,
2: I appreciate that, Gail, because Meet the Amazing's truly is one of my big passions. Um, Meet the Amazings started, oddly enough, by what may have looked like a strange turn of events, Um, I am a practicing trial consultant and uh, work with attorneys all over the United States in uh, civil litigation. And because of that, I spent a lot of time on airplanes, especially before COVID. So one time I was coming back from a business trip and in the seat in the same row next to me was a young man who was texting away. Nothing new or different about that. And then the flight attendant announced, as she always does, <clears throat> or he always does, that uh, we needed to power down our devices. Okay, fine. I look over at the young man whose earbuds are firmly ensconced in his ears, and he's paying absolutely no attention. And it's like, okay, maybe he didn't hear. So I leaned over and said, excuse me, but y- you need to turn off your cell. It's, we're about to take off. <laughs> he ignored me. Okay. But then a few minutes later, we actually were taking off. And I thought, you know, this is not good. So I turned to the young man, and in my rather loud trial consultant voice said, excuse me, but you really need to turn off your cell. We're taking off, and your cell's frequencies may interfere with the pilot's radio frequencies. And he turned to me, and he said, what would you know? You're old. Oh, boy. (laughs) whereupon, after a moment of shock, I turned to him and said, if you're lucky, If you're really, really lucky, you'll get to be old, like me. Mind you, I was barely 60. But here's the thing, is that that got me thinking, Gail, it's, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is this how anybody under the age of 60 sees those of us who are there and beyond? And good scientist that I am, I started doing my research and found out to my utter uh, dismay that, yes, indeed, Anybody who is somewhere, you know nether over there side of 60 thinks that anybody especially over 65 must be decrepit, declining, stupid, ignorant. The list goes on. So out of that came the book, uh, the, "The Longevity Secret." And then, as I was doing my research for Longevity secret, I realized there were a ton of vibrant seniors. And by seniors, I mean people mostly in their 70s, 80s, 90s, and hundreds who were doing splendidly. Now, I'm not saying that they were necessarily in the best of health. A lot of them had, you know, new hips, new, new, <laughs> new ankles, new knees, and all sorts of other things, including Alzheimer's and so forth. And yet, they were leading active, purposeful, vibrant lives. And that's what started Meet the Amazings, where in the beginning, we featured amazing twice a week. Um, but I've had I cut that down to once a week a couple of years ago, because to be honest with you, it's an awful lot of work. And it continues. So since 2016, we have well over 600 amazings who are featured, and I love each and every one of them.
0: <laughs> yeah, I took a look at it. it they're really terrific. Yeah. Just terrific. So, so what drives you? noel in your 70s to continue developing new materials writing more books and sharing your expertise honestly gail it's i don't feel my age
2: in the terms of 70 i just feel i'm alive this is a really cool world there's an awful lot to explore and look at and think about and talk about and so forth and I just don't frankly factor age in. Now, am I aware that I'm 70? Let's see, how old am I? 75, yes, and a half? Of course I am. I mean, my skin isn't what it was in my 20s and I have some really interesting knees and I've had my share of whatever, but I don't care. I care about, there's so much to be and do and see and have. It it just keeps me going.
0: Mm -hmm. Is that the secret to an optimistic life?
2: The secret to an optimistic life is a little bit different. It really is looking at the world with a measure of hope and faith or confidence, if you will, in a future. You really can't be pessimistic and do well as you get older. Because frankly, if all I paid attention to, Gail, was, for example, the state of my knees, well, (laughs) I wouldn't be ballroom dancing. I would have said, no, you know what? I'm sure this is just not good for me. I think I'll leave. But instead, I found a PT person who was perfectly happy to work with my really interesting knees and so forth and keep going. So it's not that, I, that an optimist isn't aware of the realities, it's that they don't take them in the same way that a pessimist does. And if you want to do well in your 70s, 80s, 90s, and 100s, the example that these amazings on my Facebook page show me, over and over and over again, is they're optimistic.
0: Mm-hmm. It, I mean,
2: it's like this This one lady I must tell you about, Edith Murway Traynor. She's at 100. She was the oldest competitive power lifter, according to the Guinness World Book of Records. Now, mm-hmm. that's nice. But what's really amazing is she didn't even start until she was 91. <laughs> I mean, that's the part that blows me away. Totally. It's like you got to be choking. No. <laughs> she just decided now that's an optimist.
0: Yes, for sure.
2: That's you, you a, can't Yeah, you, you can't say to yourself, Oh, I'm 91. Well, it's all over for me. Um, you know, I've got maybe a, another, I don't know, two, three, four years to go. I better just sit here. No. She went, Oh, I think I'll
1: power lift. <laughs> I said, well, you you use the term appreciation. And yes. I'm wondering if is that different in some way from gratitude, which is we hear a lot yes. about uh, how important it is to to have gratitude.
2: Yes, and they're both very important, Catherine, but thank you because there is an important distinction. Gratitude is something that you feel or express after the fact. So somebody does something nice for you, you say thank you, you're grateful, and it's wonderful, we need it. Appreciation is something you can do before the fact. In other words, it's, it's how we speak of art appreciates or land appreciates. When you think I appreciate the person or the thing doesn't have to have done anything.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: All they have to do is exist.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And you look upon it and you see its value to you. That's the key difference is that it, it nothing happened. Not, nothing was done. You simply looked upon that thing and you went, Oh, wow. I, I sense your value. You have value to me. You are important to me. You matter. You count. Mm-hmm you are important. So they're both vital. Oh, thank
1: you. Um, That's helpful. I like that.
0: That makes a lot of sense. That is good. Very good. And so uh, you're writing on 60 and Me, and uh, you've written all these books. So what is your goal with them? To help,
2: (laughs) to uplift, which is the name of my podcast, to, to give hope, Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess one of the things that that I could share with you ladies is uh, I wasn't always an optimist. I had a rather rough, uh, not physically abusive, but a a rather rough childhood emotionally. And um, it was not happy. It was really not happy and did not develop in me a a sense of of hope, confidence or anything else like that. Mm -hmm. And it, it was really through, an awful lot of of self-exploration, help from therapy, help from books and everything else, that I found my way into a life that is so filled with joy, but it was a very deliberately, consciously um, created, developed life. And so knowing that that's doable, and I know from other people's examples that it is doable. That's what I want to share. So look, look, we, we don't have to declare that 65 is decline in death. A, it's not true because there's only, I think, 4% of, of um, Americans who are in assisted living after the age of 65. That's a teeny percent.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It, yeah. it's, it's, it's my goal, my ambition always in everything I do and everything I write is it's okay. You're okay. And life is wonderful. You just got to get out there and have a little. <laughs> You when did
1: you start this that the journey, Noelle, from um, intentionally creating a, a life of joy? in my, um, uh, <laughs>
2: in my early twenties.
0: Oh, okay.
2: After a number of unpleasant experiences. <laughs> yes, and it took a while. I would say I didn't really come into my own until I hit mid thirties, forty. And then it was like explosion time.
0: And is that when you became a trial consultant?
2: Uh, I became a trial consultant uh, around thirty-five. Thirty-five. Uh
0: huh. Uh-huh. And and did this have something to do with with your feeling of positivity? Did it help? Did it? Oh my goodness!
2: What a great question, Gail. Here's what it did: is it's because of my work with. Uh, witnesses with trials with plaintiffs, defendants, all in the civil arena, I found out I discovered that appreciation was absolutely key to who got sued and who didn't. Mm. in other words, the doctor who had not abandoned a patient but stayed with them through the hard parts, even the parts where the doctor may eventually get accused of malpractice for whatever reason, that doctor either didn't get sued or didn't didn't get sued as badly, let's put it that way. And what I learned is, oh my gosh, that's because they appreciated the patient and the patient in turn Mm
0: -hmm.
2: appreciated that. Mm
0: -hmm. It really
2: is what goes around comes around. Mm -hmm. And so not that's just one example among many, 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 which is I learned that appreciation was such a key to living a happy life, a no wanna say productive so much as a worthwhile
0: life. So how would you say that appreciation shows up in your life? Oh my goodness,
2: In <laughs> uh, every way you can think. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here in my living room and I'm looking out my, my front window and I see the most blended flowers and trees and the little bird that comes by every so often. And I appreciate that so much because their existence brings me so much joy. Now, they don't have to do anything. The bird doesn't have to fly by, by the way. The bird can just sit, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's in everything. It's in the conversation we're having. I'm so appreciative of the work that you ladies do. So appreciative of how you spread that amongst other people, how you also uplift and so forth. it's it does it's in everything it's appreciating the computer that's in front of my nose even though my camera is a little wonky right now it doesn't matter i appreciate what it offers me it has great value in how it allows me to work and to communicate i mean we could go on literally all day
0: <laughs> yeah it's a terrific a terrific perspective from which to live there's no question about it, it makes all the difference so so uh, okay. You're a ballroom dancer, a serious. What is what does being a serious athlete mean to you? Well, frankly,
2: that's competitive ballroom dancing.
0: Okay, all right. Uh,
2: competitive ballroom dancing is is it's considered a sport. It is mm-hmm. a sport. It's called dance sport because it's not just floating around the floor. Um, and I am serious in that. Uh, I. Work out every morning for an hour and a quarter just to keep myself in good enough shape to be able to train for uh, ballroom. I train four days a week, and then I practice the other three. <laughs> that's believe me, that's serious, and that's in between and around work and and all the other things that that take up life. Um, it's serious in that it matters to me.
0: Uh huh.
2: It, it is a profound source of joy, inspiration, frustration, challenge, um, camaraderie, and constant learning. Constant learning. Mm-hmm. It's a very rigorous art, so, which I started by the way at seventy.
0: Yes, at seventy. Okay. <laughs> so you so you build that into every single day of your life. Yes. Yeah yeah
2: but i do it not out of obligation gail i do it because this brings me so much happiness
0: right yes. and i
2: want to continue to be able to do it until as my pt says until you don't want to do it well that'll be a ways off
0: <laughs> so is there a difference in in how we exercise in our 70s 80s 90s what what do you see
2: absolutely there's a difference not so much because of our age but because of the condition, if you will, and by that, I don't mean good or bad, just the condition, the state, if you will, of our different bodies. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Believe me, there are serious athletes who are in wheelchairs at the age of 20. Mm -hmm. So you have to conform how you approach whatever sport it is or exercise, whatever physical activity it is. You have to conform it to where your body is at. Now, whatever now is, whether it's 20, 40, 60, hundred. So for some people, weightlifting is absolutely out of the question. Their, their bodies are not structured that's so that that's possible, but other things are possible. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a matter of exploring. And I always encourage people to try something for maybe three weeks three weeks is what it takes to build a habit. So try something for three weeks. And if you don't like it or it hurts or it's not fun, don't do it. (laughs) Move on to something else, but don't let it stop you from exploring a physical activity if a physical activity is your joy. Mm -hmm. The big mistake people make, Gail, and it hurts my heart, is that they think that uh, wonky knees, or replaced hips, or missing limbs, or whatever, are things that only happen to you after sixty-five. That's baloney. Mm-hmm. I have
1: learned so much from the differently abled,
2: mm-hmm. so much.
1: So, Noel, you 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 just talked about uh, one of the things you love about ballroom dancing is you're constantly learning. You yes. talk about appreciation. You talk about optimism. I I haven't heard the term, word happiness. Is that intent, intentionally what what do you think about that? No, I think the I quest you, for you, happiness
2: oh, oh I think happiness is a is a hmm, not a byproduct is a result
1: mm-hmm.
2: as opposed to something you can sort of you know pursuit of. Um, but it, it it's really semantics for some people. going for happiness is going to be what works for them. The, the concept itself draws them. Wonderful, then go for it. For mm-hmm. me, it's joy. That's
0: mm-hmm.
2: my my thing, what draws me, is anything that brings me joy.
0: Mm-hmm. But I
2: don't usually go after something because of that. I get curious. And because I'm curious, I start learning. Mm-hmm. And Because I'm learning, it brings me joy.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. So, <laughs> me. so what, what's next for you?
2: Well, let's see. I'm competing in ballroom in Australia
0: in November. Oh, <laughs> sounds like fun. i want to go. <laughs>
2: it's, it's, it's the most exhausting fun I can have. It's wonderful.
1: <laughs> now, do you have a, a steady partner or how does that work? My instructor. My instructor
2: is my competitive partner. Yes. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Nice. <laughs> yes. Nice.
2: It is wonderful. And that is the case for most of us in, our, uh, in the over 60 group.
0: Ah, that your instructor is your partner
2: absolutely yes, because there are um there are certainly some uh partners uh males husbands who who dance as couples with their wives, but they are very, very few mm-hmm. for the most part, there are an awful lot more women who are uh, wanting to dance
0: mm-hmm. and
2: instructors make absolutely fantastic partners
0: mhm yeah. Sure.
2: And they have their own, my instructor is a professional and therefore has his professional partner, which is a very different ball game than dancing with me.
0: <laughs> wow. So do you
2: win? Yes, I do. Thank uh-huh. you. Good.
0: Uh-huh. So we're hoping you're going to win in uh, when you're in Australia.
2: Thank you. I appreciate the thought.
0: <laughs> what the else? Most-
2: Important part is frankly is the 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 doing, not the winning.
0: <laughs> yes. It's a good message. And so what else is next for you? Are you continuing to be a trial consultant?
2: Oh yes. That that doesn't the only difference <laughs> is we do so much more of it on Zoom now. We never did Zoom three years ago.
0: Mm-hmm. So right. I
2: travel less, which is just fine because traveling for business is um uh-huh, challenging, should we say the polite word for it? <laughs> <laughs> So I'm perfectly happy to be doing a lot more on Zoom, but yes, I'm an f- active functioning
1: trial consultant and loving it.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And so
1: um, you have a is your PhD in psychology, and is psychology the base for much of the work that you do? Well, I have your two d- consultants, your podcast, your yes and no, yes, yes and
2: no. no. I have a first um, a PsyD. we would be called here from the University of Paris, France in uh, political sociology, and then I have a, a clinical psych, uh, degree from USIU, uh, United States International University out of San Diego.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But in the middle, I was an acting coach. So, of course, of course. <laughs> you <know>? So interestingly <laughs> enough, it's that weird combination that brought me clients through whom I became a trial consultant. Really? Oh, really? Because there weren't any when I started, there were a handful of us, and we all knew who we were. Um, some came out of the theater arts, some came out of psychology, but it was literally a handful of people. Now it's a it's a nice big fat you know book of trial consultants.
1: Mm-hmm. So I, I, help me understand that work as a trial consultant. What what yeah. kinds of cases are you brought in to consult on? Uh, it's called why? civil litigation,
2: meaning uh-huh. things that go to uh, having nothing to do with criminal, right? So it's everything from um, contract, you know, uh, problems with contracts, uh, contract litigation, medical malpractice, personal injury, uh, class action suits, um, anything that's in the civil world, eminent domain. I mean, I've I've covered all sorts of things.
0: Mm -hmm. So it sounds like you're pretty much on the go all the time.
2: Yes, it doesn't feel like that. It, what it feels like is I have a very full, happy life.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> and and so uh, aging it, you're not, you know, you're not thinking about aging. And uh, so, what would you like to? You had a difficult childhood. You've you've brought yourself up. You're you're doing all these really amazing things. And and uh, so, what would you like to tell our listeners? to help them maybe switch their perspectives in how they're thinking about aging. To remember that, no matter your age, you matter.
2: By the fact of your very existence, you have value. You are important. And secondly, to make an effort, if it isn't already built in, make an effort to see life as wonderful, Mm -hmm. because it really, truly is. Sometimes that can be simply in petting your your dog or cat or in watching a rose bloom,
0: mm-hmm.
2: watching a baby smile. It doesn't matter. Life is absolutely wonderful if you choose to start to look at it that way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, Christ- that's a wonderful note to, <laughs> to close on. Anything else, Gail, before we wrap up?
0: No, just thank you so much, Noel, for bringing your appreciation and joy to us this morning. This is terrific. Thank you, Gail.
1: And, Truly my pleasure. And energy. <laughs> there is that.
0: <laughs> there is that. And
1: listeners, thank you for your loyalty. Because of you, our numbers are growing all across the country and overseas. And this is a good thing. Still, we need more subscribers and reviews on Apple Play and YouTube. Support women over 70 and let your voice be heard. Help us change the conversation about aging.